Hey guys, welcome to this Sunday morning episode of Empire City's podcast. Well, once again, the New York Knicks just continue to get blown out night in and night out. Right now, I would say it looks like the Westchester Knicks from the G League could perform better than the professional Knicks at the Garden. There's just no effort from that team lately. They're just lack of defense. I'm just watching the Bucks just take wide open threes, one after another. There's just like the team chemistry is not there right now. You just got you grabbed a bunch of these guys on one year deals just for them to build up their value to sign with other teams for multi year deals. So there was no point to having for having all these guys. You need to have a mix. You have to develop, basically, younger players, better younger players. I want to see, as much as I love Marcus Morris, you got to trade him for what you can get now. You can get a first-round pick for him and plus more, probably. So you got to trade him. You got to trade Julius Randle. You got to trade Franklin Aquino. I think his time is up. Um, I would like to see Bobby Portis gone, too. Try to get a second-round pick out of him somehow. You just need to get rid of these guys now. They're on expiring contracts, and you need to completely rebuild. Because as of right now, there's no direction for this team. You're surrounding your team with what? R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson right now? And then what? You could say Kevin Knox, but he hasn't lived up to potential yet. So I'm not sure just yet what Kevin Knox is going to bring. So you're just relying on R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson right now. That's two guys. Two guys out of a 15-man roster. What are you going to do? And I just want to know if the general manager and the president, are they even watching this team right now? Because clearly they aren't. Because if they were watching this team night in and night out, they would have made some more changes by now. They made the move with the head coach. Don't get me wrong. The interim head coach, Mike Miller, has done his best work so far because how much more could you expect from him, this garbage team? He's been he's been doing his best. I'm not mad at him or anything like that. I just want to know if um, they end up moving Miller to the assistant coach position and whenever they bring in their new head coach, I just want to know if that's what they're going to do. Um, yeah, so I'm hoping that the president, Steve Mills, he got to go. That's a no-brainer. Um, the only guy right now I like in that front office is Scott Perry. I think he has a future with the Knicks. Um, I think he's the guy that can make the right moves. And just right now, there's just no direction for this Knicks team. Um... It's nothing to look forward to right now. They miss out on the big free agents every single summer. And people keep on saying, oh, yeah, we'll get Giannis. We'll get Giannis. Why would the why would Giannis leave Milwaukee, a team that could run away with the East for years to come? Why would that happen? Milwaukee could be Eastern Conference champions for five years in a row. Yeah, why would he leave Milwaukee? That doesn't make sense. Milwaukee's going to give him money. So, he's staying there. There's no reason for him to leave. I wouldn't leave if I was him. 
Stick with Milwaukee. Stick with the team that you're developing. That team is a heck of a team. So, stay in Milwaukee, Giannis. Don't listen to anybody else. Well, and as I heard um, something about Victor Oladipo as well. Why would Oladipo, he's recovering from an injury, first of all, right now. And why would he leave Indiana? That's another thing, too. Indiana's an up-and-rising team in the East as well. He's not leaving there. The Knicks are not getting big-time free agents because it's a dumpster fire here right now. No one wants to play for them. They're just going to have to start from scratch. Get Like I said, you trade Morris, you trade Randall, you get as many first-round picks as you can for next year, and then you just hope that you can draft right, because if you don't draft right, then we're in even more deeper trouble. So we'll see what happens with the Knicks right now. They are 7-23 and as of right now. They're going to be officially eliminated by the time we hit Christmas. So, that's going to be fun. So, all right, so moving away from uh, basketball now, I want to hit the NFL. Yesterday, we had three games on a Saturday, which was really cool to watch. All three games ended in one possession. That was a final score, one possession. A team lost by one possession. Now, the first game was Houston at Tampa Bay. Uh, Jameis Winston, the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he had, I believe it was four interceptions, I believe it was, on the day. <laughs> I think it was the first play of a game he threw an interception. <laughs> He's just, I understand he had a broken hand or whatever, a broken thumb, whatever it was. But um, still, this guy, he's so inconsistent, but he is one of the best quarterbacks in passing yards this year, so I'll give that to him. But he just needs to find consistency. Now, as for the Houston Texans, that be celebrating like they just beat the Patriots again after winning the AFC South. I just don't understand why they're celebrating like that. Wait, you just won the AFC South, but okay, but you barely beat the Buccaneers. You were, especially Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, they were supposed to go off, absolutely go off, rip apart Tampa Bay's defense. That's why, personally, I had Tampa Bay as an upset pick yesterday because I thought that Tampa Bay could pull it out somehow. And if Tampa Bay didn't, if Winston didn't have as many interceptions as he did, the Buccaneers would have won that game easily. So I wasn't too far off of that one. They only lost by a field goal. And they had their chance Less possession of the game, but Wilson obviously threw his fourth inter- and final interception of the game, which was towards the end of the game. Now, what this means for, I just love it how I compare the Houston Texans to the Dallas Cowboys, because both teams have bad coaches, good offenses, and good defenses, but they're both one and done in the playoffs. They're, you're not going to see them pass the first round. Or if you do see them win the first round, they're bounced out in the second round. It's how both teams are. So that's always fun to watch the Cowboys be one and done. And just for the Texans, they I don't think they stand a chance in really in any game they play in, in the playoffs now. Just after watching their performance against the Buccaneers, I think anyone could beat them. So, 
Moving on to the second game, we had the Bills and the Patriots. Uh, AFC East on the line. The Patriots won 24-17. to Bills had so many opportunities. Just didn't capitalize on them. Josh Allen needs to figure out consistency more. He had it down 24 to 17. It was it was first and goal. Or at, it was at the what, 15 or whatever it was, first and goal. He has to you have to put that in the end zone. You got to tie the game up. Obviously he didn't. So that gives the Patriots their 11th straight AFC East division title. Now, in this decade, it's just been all Patriots, all Patriots in that division. I, if I wanted to interview the rest of the AFC's um, general managers, I want to interview the Dolphins general manager. I would like to interview the Jets general manager. I would like to interview the Buffalo Bills GM and just ask them simply, how did you sit and just watch the Patriots continue to win the division year in, year out. Just because you all have money yourselves to improve your team. You could became bigger threats. And you chose not to do anything. Like, for example, like the Dolphins, they, they showed no improvement. The Jets continue just to be the damn Jets. Nothing's changed with them. And the Bills just seem like they could be there, that that they are like a legit threat, but they just fade away. So that division's always a problem. Um, hopefully in 2020, it's a start of a new division champion in that division. I would like to see the Bills win that division. But as of right now, as long as Brady keeps on win, uh, playing, they're going to win that division, so... We'll see what happens with Brady's future as well. Um, now, what that means for Brady, that win, we'll, we'll see what happens to the Patriots. You know, you never could count them out of, out of any game. I'm going to go out and say that it's obvious that you're going to see them in the AFC East Championship game against the Baltimore Ravens. There's no doubt in my mind that's going to happen. Whether or not they're going to it just depends, like I said in the last episode, what's gonna exactly going to happen. Is their defense going to show up? Their offense Is their offense enough to put up the points against a good Baltimore defense and a really good Baltimore offense? To be honest with you, I don't think so. so and plus, that game will be in Baltimore. And the Ravens won that game in the regular season. I forgot which week it was, but they won it. By a lot. I just want to go back to that Buffalo game real quick. Um, some things I want to point out about the Bills. They got to, first of all, something that has to improve is Josh Allen's consistency. He needs to build up consistency with his receivers. He has a good, really good receiver in John Brown. Cole Beasley's having a good year. So he needs to use those weapons the right way. They need to find consistency on the running game as well. 
with Devin Singletary. They got to figure that out. He needs to get the ball. He needs to find holes. And for the Bills defense, they got to. They got to figure out a way to close up the holes and stop the run. Just like there were so many holes opening up for Sony Michelle yesterday. Just for no reason. The Bills defense needs, if they, especially if they want to make it, definitely pass the wild card around. They have to stop the run. And if they possibly want to make it even further than the first round, they got to stop the run. Josh Allen has to find consistency with his receivers. They have to find a run, good running game as well. They have to continue with the pass rush. You've got to get pressure on the quarterback. And I'm not going to lie, Buffalo did have a good amount of pressure on Brady for the most part of the night. But it obviously Brady... You know, Tom Brady's Brady. So he figured out a way. He adjusted, and he just went out and finished off the game. So moving on to our third and final game of Saturday. It was the um, Rams at the 49ers. That was, a, that was another really close game. The 49ers won by a field goal. Another... Last second game winner for the 49ers. They, Robbie Gold kicked the game winning field goal. Now the 49ers are just waiting on Seattle playing today. And then when they play each other in Seattle week 17, which is next Sunday. That's all going to come down for the division. And for home field, basically. Who, who wants home field more? That's a real question. And after watching the, um, the Rams yesterday, Jared Goff looked pretty good. Not going to lie. He looked really good. He had that really good connection with uh, Brennan Cooks yesterday and um, Tyler Higby as well, which is his tight end. He had a really good connection with those two guys. So that's something to watch out for in the near future with the Goff and the Rams there. Um, their defense looked bad. They just looked bad, the Rams' defense. Uh, especially with their safety, Eric Weddle, for that high hit on um, the 49ers tight end, Dwelly. There was no reason for that high hit. He's a, especially a veteran safety like Eric Weddle. There was no reason for a high hit, helmet hit like that. That cost them 15 more yards. And that was even more obvious that the 49ers were going to win the game. Now the Rams are officially eliminated from the playoffs, which means... Viking fans, you could get excited because you're in the playoffs. Congrats on making the playoffs. Now, your game's coming down to Monday night at home against Green Bay. You're still in the division hunt. I I have the Vikings winning that game. I think Kirk, I think Kirk Cousins will show up and just go off. He'll have a night. Uh, there's a lot to look forward to. The, obviously, the Vikings are missing... Running back Dalvin Cook, he'll be out. But I think the Vikings will come out with a win. Green Bay, they're hot and cold. You know, because of Aaron Rodgers, great quarterback, just that he only has one wide, really one wide receiver. That's Devontae Adams. And I guess you could throw in Lazard too, but he's a rookie. So, like, you really just have one legit 
receiver right now. So will that come back and haunt Green Bay? Most likely. So we'll see what happens in that game. And I just and now moving over to baseball real quick. Dallas Keuchel has finally signed a contract. He's going to Chicago White Sox. Three years, $55.5 million with a vested option for the fourth year. That could go up to $74 million. And most likely that fourth year is going to be picked up. So as of right now, I'm just going to say it's a four-year, $74 million contract. So the White Sox got a really good veterans innings eater, which they wanted. He's a left-handed starter. He's going to give you a decent start every single five days. Every five days, he's going to give you a decent start. Um, now their rotation is looking pretty good. The White Sox are a team they really watch out for. They got Lucas Giolito. They got Michael Kopech. They have, obviously, they have Keiko now. And then at your back end of your rotation, you have Ronaldo Lopez, who's going to be much an improved from what you saw last year. So that's not that bad. They got a good lineup. They need some a little bullpen help, get another arm or two in that bullpen. And uh, they're going to be a, a sleeper team. Definitely watch out for them. I think they'll definitely beat out the Twins in that AL Central for sure. Who knows? I may be getting ahead of myself, but if they get another bullpen arm or two, I could see them winning the AL Central. Just because, especially if the Indians keep on continuing the trade-off pieces, if they trade Francisco Lindor as well, why not? Who says that they can't win that division? The Twins? I think the Twins are still a good team. But I see the White Sox just proving everybody wrong. And just somehow winning that division. And But if they don't win that division, they'll come up short. And they'll be like um, the 2019 Rays. And they'll just get in that wild card. So I have the White Sox getting in the playoffs in 2020 either way. So we'll see what happens there. They're definitely a surprise team. I compare them to the 2019 Rays. So we'll see what happens with that. And I, and that's going to do it today, guys. Um, I hope you guys have a good day. And I'll see you next time.